are listening to I-35 Radio Rep's production of The Scorched Earth, written by Bruce R. Coleman. Episode 5, Fugitives. Look at me. Really look at me. What do you see? A girl some folks have called pretty? Some see me as ordinary. A typically Texas girl growing up and living in Makepeace. But that's just on the outside. Try to get to know me. I've had friends, dated boys, lived a life. I've gotten close to people, but only so close. They thought they knew me, but they never really did. Not really. Because I have secrets. Secrets that I've tried to hide even from myself. On the night that I met the stranger, those secrets just came tumbling out. I felt like an outsider my whole life. It wasn't anything that anybody ever did. It was just me, knowing what I knew. Being who I was. Different. Other. It's nothing you could ever see. I mean, look at me. Really look. I'm just an ordinary girl that some folks might call pretty. But inside, where I try not to think about it, there is no such thing as ordinary. We had survived a deadly attack that evening. People pursuing us that wanted us dead. But they wound up on the losing side of that confrontation. We had walked away mostly intact. Ray and Pete seemed to think that the stranger, Micah, had saved us. But as was the case my whole life, I had a secret. We pulled our badly beaten Chevy over into a drainage ditch out on 67. Pete grabbed a flashlight as we got out and started walking those many miles toward Ridge's Lake House... We were mostly in one piece. Micah had been grazed by a bullet, and the shirt he was wearing as a tourniquet was covered with blood. I couldn't help but notice that his body was perfect, except for a large scar on his back. A scar that brought up powerful emotions in me. A scar I had seen my whole life. We walked for several miles in silence. Look at that. Come on, Ray, don't look back. We gotta keep moving forward. Sorry, Pete. How far do you think we've come? Four or five miles by now. Why? See how the sky is all lit up orange behind us? Trucks and chopper must still be burning back there where we left them. So? Wonder why the fire department hasn't been out there to see it. Wonder if there were any survivors. Let's just keep moving. How you holding up there, Micah? I'm fine, Peter. Miss Alice, you okay? Good as I can be. I still don't understand any of this. Best as we can tell, our friend Micah here is a wanted man. Seems like those fellows that were chasing us were after him. Glad to say it didn't work out so well on their part. This time. You think they're going to try this again? Juno warned the aide about the Omega. The Omega must have used my implant to find me. But I don't get it. I work for the Omega. Why would the refinery attack us like that? I have spent every workday for two years inside that complex... 
Nothing I've seen or heard would lead me to believe that my boss, Lydia Vosberg, had anything to do with such things. She only has the best interest of make peace in mind. Until last night. Didn't you tell me and Lou that you heard Lydia say that she was monitoring the whole county? Looking for some kind of package? Micah, why did you stop? We gotta keep moving. Did you say Lydia? Yes, I did. Lydia? No. That would not make sense. Micah, what is it? It just cannot be, and yet I sense this this could be a terrifying development. Do you do you know Miss Vosberg? Miss Vosberg, no. But there is a Lydia that is essential to my mission. A Lydia that I'm desperate to find. Wait a minute. This Lydia, is she... Could she be one of the eight? There is every possibility, but it doesn't make sense. We were sent to destroy Omega, not use Omega to destroy each other. Y'all, please, we gotta move. Sun's gonna be coming up in about five hours. It's gonna take us two to get to the lake. Just a minute, Pete. I'm staying right here. My gosh, my mind is about to explode. I feel like I'm drowning in the dark. Y'all are talking like there is some kind of war going on right here in Makepeace, and the Omega refinery is right at the center of it. It is war. Or soon will be. The Omega must be destroyed. Alice, Micah was telling us earlier that there is a possibility that, that the methodology and technology being created over at the Omega is, could be, very harmful to the environment. What? Well, he says that because the refinery is going about all this in an unregulated way, that the men in power behind the Omega may push us into an environmental disaster. One that we may potentially never recover from. And how do you know all of this? I have seen it firsthand. You've seen the future? This is crazy. It's... I I mean, what are we? A bunch of kids telling spook stories around a campfire? Alice, me and Pete have seen some pretty crazy things over the last couple days. Things that seem to center around the arrival of Micah Angel here into the town of Makepeace. These are strange, strange days, Alice. I mean, weren't we just about wiped off the earth like two seconds ago? It's just some big mistake. I mean, we are just ordinary folk. We, We somehow got in the way. I'm sure if I explain to Miss Vosberg at the refinery... I don't think we can let you do that, Alice. Not let me? Am I under arrest? Damn it, Alice. We are trying to protect you. Did I ask for your protection? I'm telling you, it's just a matter of miscommunication. Ray, listen to me. How likely is it that anything this man has said to you or, or shown you or whatever he's done is true? War? Seeing the future? At the very least, any sane person could see how impossible all of this is. More is possible than you might know. Not this. Not what you're saying. And what about you, Alice? Is it possible that you destroyed the helicopter pursuing us? What? What did you say? Not only is it possible, it is quite reasonable. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? You are not denying it. You cannot just say something like that to me. I mean, I'm just an ordinary person. You, Alice, you, calm down. You cannot just imply such a horrible, horrible... Micah, what is going on? I do not wish to upset anyone. I am only telling the truth. I used my telekinesis, however weak, to destroy the land transports that were pursuing us. Like any muscle, the movement of matter becomes more difficult as the telekinetic cortex is repeatedly exerted. I had barely enough energy to speak as that helicopter arrived. And yet... It was dispatched. Yeah, I saw it. It lost control and spun out. You saw that exactly. But it wasn't me. Someone else saved us. Ray? Who are you? A more important question might be, Alice, who are you? Quiet. I can't. I I can't. For crying out loud, be quiet. Peter? I need y'all to be quiet and don't move. 
Pete, what is it? I wanted to make sure I was right before I said anything. But there is something following us. Are you sure? I am now. About 25 feet behind us. An animal. Been trailing us for about an hour. Can you tell what it is? No. I just know it's big. Real big. I don't see anything. You see the shape in the moonlight? It's stalking us. Staying close to the reeds down by the creek. Well, let's make some noise and scare it on out of no, here. No, wait. Ray! Hey! Hey, you there! Get on out of here! Woo! Woo! Get! Get out of here! That didn't do a bit of good, Ray. That doesn't sound good. No, Ray, it does not. Um, y'all, I think, um, I think I see it crawling this way. What is that? No, Micah. It must not be. Talk to me, Micah. It is the parasite. Oh, it's gigantic. How did it get so big? It's been feeding. It's snapping its jaws at us. Two rows of teeth, just like you and Doc said. Why is it following us? It smells the malignancy in my chest. It tastes my blood. Oh my god. It's horrible. It's just so big. It looks really pissed off. Shoot it, Pete. I'm drawing on it, but I don't want to make any quick... Crap, Pete, shoot! Shoot! Did you get it? Did you get it? We should not wait to find out. Mike is right, y'all. What do we do, Pete? Run! I have lived a life built on secrets. Some buried so deep that it might be easy to forget them. If I wish to. And I don't. Frank Lassiter is certain he knows everything about me. How I came to make peace. My transition. The harvest. The terrestrials. The eight. I told him these things openly. I needed his... Access. And I knew I had, what, trusted the right person. As I told him of my plans for the Omega, I could see his eyes burn with greed. Our bodies wrapped together. I could smell the lust for power pour from him, his muscles throbbing with the very idea of domination on a global scale. But I didn't tell him everything. How disappointed he will be when he finds out. How sad for Frank when he discovers that indeed, I will soon have developed the technology to crack open the world and enslave the future. But that future does not include him. Many stories below the ground floor of the refinery lies a vault. 4,000 square feet of polished steel and concrete. It is... You might say, a kind of sanctuary, a place of worship. There are masses of organic matter, humanoid in appearance, that have been collected, dissected, and displayed. They are the eight, or what is left of them, my comrades in time travel. All of them arriving at this place in time, years, decades ahead of myself. I never had a chance to reunite with them. They were disposed of before I transitioned. 
What was left of the eight was still active. The saline solution they were submerged in, along with the electric current running through them, kept their cells fresh. No longer alive, but crackling with life. And who could have orchestrated this collection of flesh so beautifully, so usefully? Miriam. The first of the eight to transition. Over 120 years ago, May 5th, our day of transition, Miriam arrived in a wheat field in Texas, in a town not yet called Makepeace. Over the decades, others transitioned and arrived, always the same date, May 5th, and Miriam waited, never knowing when, but always knowing the date, May 5th, May 5th. One by one, the eight would arrive, and Miriam would be there to greet them. Such a greeting. And Miriam herself, now having lived a century and more, Miriam's perfect flesh had begun to putrefy. When I transitioned myself all those years ago, Miriam was there waiting. But the fate of the other eight was not in store for me. Miriam needed me. She needed my body. I had no qualms with being asked to be her surrogate. She needed my mind. She needed my eyes and ears and voice to make sure that her plan would be carried out to its fullest extent. A much, much better plan than Juno's. A plan that would make sure that all of the power in the world lay with us. Miriam had begun her vision with the collection and domination of the eight to make sure the code survived and that we controlled it. And with Micah's arrival on May 5th, we were all here, all present, soon to be accounted for. The lift came smoothly to a halt hundreds of feet below the ground level. I stepped out of the car and looked into the vault before me. There at the far end of the room lay Miriam. Hard to believe that this shriveled and convulsive husk laying prone before me was once one of the mighty eight, sent by Juno to undo a past that would destroy the Earth. My, how things change. I moved alongside the hospital bed that contained the last remnants of the great Miriam. The monitors and machinery connected to her, keeping her heart beating and lungs filling, hummed and throbbed in the cool, dark room. The air rasped in and out of Miriam steadily, occasionally catching in her throat before escaping once again. I leaned into her, breathing in the smell of rotten flesh. Miriam? It is Lydia, Miriam. Yes, yes, yes. I have news from above. The date? The date? The day after transition, May 6th. Another dead end, I suppose. No, Miriam. Not this year. Transition is complete. What are you saying to me? The last of the eight has arrived. Transition night saw the final arrival of the eight. The circle is complete. Uh, can it be? Can it really be true? It is true, Miriam. The promise of original transition has been fulfilled. All these years... Decades, the century, each arrival linking us together again. Each link welcomed and dispatched.
dispatched. Not completely dispatched. No. No, it's true. We have preserved most of their vessels. The parts we have needed. <laughs> Once harvest, always harvest. <laughs> More oxygen? Ah, yes. Oh, eight. Oh, eight. It works like morphine on me. Be, be careful. Keep your eye on the regulator. Better? Better. Ah, the final arrival. Our dear, dear, beautiful Micah. How I longed for him to gaze once again into those eyes, to search the contours of his face with my fingers, to taste his blood at last. Tell me, Lydia. Yes, Miriam. Has he changed at all? Is he still tall and strong and perfect? It... It is hard to say. After 120 years in this time and place, my eyes have grown weak and milky. Your eyes are strong and true. Can you not see this perfection before you? Micah... Micah... Speak up, child, speak up. (laughs) He has not been delivered to the refinery. Not yet. Not yet. If he arrived on transition day, it has been well over 24 hours, and he is not yet in your custody? No, Miriam. You fool! What have you done? Were you not ordered to keep watch on May 5? Don't you remember the history of their arrivals on the 8th on transition day past? You know how absolutely vital it is to make contact and bring them to the Omega. And you know what can happen if they detect any modulation in the original mission. We have been through this before. It was a mistake. We have been tracking... The computer chip. Yes, yes, yes. The thoughtful gift of Juno, the leader of the terrestrials. All so we could locate each other and complete the circle. If she only knew how her little gift has itself over the years. I have sent forces to retrieve Micah. He is among a few locals, but they shouldn't be too difficult to eradicate from the scene. Micah shall be quite easy to apprehend. His gift is powerful. Powerful enough to make a few small objects dance about. Not powerful enough to fend off 30 troops and multiple artillery transports. Ah. How it breaks my heart that it must always come to this. The collection of the transitioned eight like cattle. The systematic bleeding and dispatching of those who were once our allies. (laughs) How lucky I was to arrive first and alone. 
Seeing this countryside made me realize how wrong-headed Juno was. We were destined to reign over this world. The problem with the future is that the future fell into the wrong hands. How differently the domination of the world would be in my care. I spent those first 25 years alone thinking you all have been wiped out in transition. <laughs> then on one bright summer day, it was the 5th of May, I believe. <laughs> Lazarus arrived. I recognized him immediately and swept him away. I explained to him the epiphany that had been boiling inside me for a quarter of a century. An epiphany that would bequeath the eight with untold power and wealth. But he was not swayed. He tried to escape me. He failed. He was the first of the eight to fall. I keep his blood in a little vial chained around my throat. I am sentimental in that way. Of course, there was the difficulty of Naomi and Judah. Transitioned in a rainstorm, the two of them together May 5th, 1951. I lost them. Lost them completely. They ran. Ran to start a life together as husband and wife. Oh, how I despaired for fifteen years, terrified that the circle of the eight had been broken, till one day I spotted them in, of all places, a farmer's market. I knew them right off, though they seemed to have forgotten all about Miriam. I easily gained their trust and sympathy. An aging widow asking for assistance. Could you please see a poor old widow woman home? <laughs> how kind they were, how concerned. Their skins were mounted to the wall by midnight. Over the years they have arrived and fallen. Ruth. Then Joshua, their blood drained from their bodies, the bits and pieces of Juno's code retrieved. And me. Yes, my most dear friend, my right hand. So grateful for the blood offering you made all those years ago. So happy to see you survive. Another piece of Juno's puzzle in place. Micah will be delivered to us tonight. The circle will be complete. Tomorrow, our reign begins. And you are certain of this? Most certain. Good. Good. I remember Micah's beautiful eyes. I shall keep them in a crystal goblet next to me. I shall adore looking into them every day. <laughs> when times are hard, I like to keep myself busy. 
A person can go crazy just sitting around idle. Me and Doc and Reg had gotten to the lake house in no time. Expected the kids to get there soon after. But an hour or two went by and nothing. I could have worried, but I checked my feelings and my twin wasn't whispering. So all was as it should be. So to keep from going crazy, I decided I was going to put the lake house in order. Which in itself was crazy, seeing how me and Ridge had spent the whole weekend out here not too long ago. But busy is a good thing. A real good thing. Well, Doc's taken over the lookout for a bit. Thought I'd come in and check on you. It's a good thing I stocked up on supplies here at the lake house last month. We got plenty of food to eat and such. Yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like you knew there was going to be a group of us heading out this way. Yeah, almost. I'll start in on some sandwiches. Them kids are going to be awful hungry when they get here. Still pretty quiet out there. Ain't hide no hair of them yet. Oh, damn kids. We left them three hours ago. It's already after midnight. Keep a look out the window, would you, Doc? Will do. Simmer down, Ridge. They'll be here. More coffee, Doc? Thanks, Lou. Throw a little whiskey in it, if you got it. That'll hit the spot. You sure that old Chevy yours was running? Well, she wasn't fit for the Indy 500, but Myrtle still has plenty of kick in her. What could be keeping them? Ridge, you are just going to have to calm down. Pete's a real capable fella, and you're just going to have to trust him. I guess. Besides, he learned from the best, didn't he? Taught him everything I know, like a son to me. Well, I just know he's got everything well under control. I feel like they're going to come walking through that door any minute. I wish I had as much confidence as you. Somebody's coming. Can you make out who it is, Doc? Just see shapes in the moonlight. Looks like four of them. See there? All right, all right. I should have known better than to question the authority of a gypsy fortune teller. I'll take that as a compliment, Ridge. We made it. We're here. Praise the Lord. Everybody accounted for? Yes, sir. Good God. Micah Angel, what the hell happened to you? We were fired at. I think he was only grazed. I used his shirt as a tourniquet. Good thinking there, Ray. Let's get you over to the fire, Micah Angel, so I can have a look at you. Thank you, Doctor. Of course, my money is on not finding a damn thing once I get this wrap off. He does heal up awful fast. Alice, the bathroom is in there off the bedroom if you'd like to go freshen up. Yes, thank you. Pete, tell me what happened. Why did it take y'all so long to get here? We was getting awful worried. Soon as we took off, them soldiers swarmed the country boy. Oh, my lands. We got about a stone's throw away when them trucks started hightailing it after us. Even a dad-burned helicopter came after us. Micah used his, uh... Telekinesis. He used that to uh, help us outrun him. We ditched the car just in case they were going to try and find us again. We headed out here on foot. And nobody followed you? No, sir. Well, Pete, that ain't exactly so. Oh, hell, Ray. So, somebody did follow you? Not somebody. Something. Well, what was it? The parasite. It had followed the scent of my contaminated blood. Well, I'll be damned. And y'all, it may have been small enough to leech onto Micah's chest at one time, but that son of a bitch is as big as a black bear. Well, you didn't bring that damn thing here with you, did you? No, Doc. I, I took a couple of pot shots at it. Winged it once, seemed to change its mind about us, and ran out into the dark again. Well, thank the Lord we ain't got that to worry about on top of everything else. No, ma'am. Yep, just as I thought. Micah Angel, you ain't got a scratch on you. No, I'm fine. Well, Pete, you've done a real good job looking after everybody, getting them here safe and sound. Thank you, Sheriff. Just doing my job. Now, let's you and me have a sit down and talk about what we got to do next. Ray, Doc, you want to join us? 
Lou? Y'all go ahead without me. I got these sandwiches to get done. Where's Alice? She went into the other room. She's pretty upset. I'll go to her. I don't know if she's ready to talk to you, Micah. Please, I must. I know. I know. Yes. May I enter? I guess so. I do not mean to upset you, Alice. I know that. I know. It's just that seeing you has brought up so many things I haven't thought about in so long. You are a mystery to me, Alice. Who are you? I thought I knew. And now I'm not so sure. You called me Naomi before. That's my mother's name. You look a great deal like her. And your biological father? Was his name Judah? Yes. You have Naomi's beauty. But I do see Judah in your eyes. But how do you know them? We set out to make peace together on a quest. We were separated along the way. Can you take me to them? I must see them. I can't. I haven't seen them myself in years. Look at you. Luann was right. You are beautiful. Just like they were. May I touch your face? Yes. I'm sorry if I'm emotional. I don't let myself think about them very often, but these very intense feelings of happiness wash over me. I remember being with them as a child. We lived out in the country, and we never saw anybody, really. Every now and then a stranger, but mostly it was just us. But it was fine. We were so happy. There was a big pond nearby, and we would go for a swim. They both had marks on their backs, just like you. I would run my hand over and and say, why? And they would just smile and say, keep the earth pure. My parents taught me so much. They taught me to sing and laugh and... Use your gifts? I never thought twice about it. It was just so normal to us. They would sometimes float me around the room. It made me giggle. Sometimes, sometimes I would make my dolls dance all by themselves. Perfectly normal. We were in paradise together. There were only a few times when I could tell there was something wrong. When? Maybe once a year. An actual date. An anniversary. May 5. Yes. May 5. How did you know? What became of them? I was 10. They went to the market one day, and I never saw them again. I was found by some people and taken in by them. The Tisdales. They adopted me. They were very kind to me, but... I missed my beautiful parents, so... Eventually, the Tisdales became aware of my gifts, and it frightened them. They said it might be a sign of the devil, so I buried it, way down deep. I tried not to even think about it anymore. My gift was tied too closely to the memory of my parents as well. It all hurt too much, even the mark. Keep the earth pure. (laughs) So what do I do? I go to work for an oil refinery. Anything to keep those thoughts away. I am very sorry. Don't be. I'm Alice Tisdale now. Perfectly normal. Yes. I'm sorry I can't help you find my parents. Yes. Micah, I need to say something out loud. May I say it to you? Of course. You were right. I took down that helicopter. Thank you for saving us. Y'all okay in here? Yes, Ray, we're fine. Luann's got some food for us out here. 
We'll be there in a sec. All right. Micah, you've given me something tonight. I've spent most of my life feeling different and alone. Knowing you has changed that for me, and I'm very glad to have met you. Thank you, Alice. Well, here they are. Y'all, come on in. Make yourselves at home. Micah, why don't you sit over here with me at the table? Yes. Well, folks, we had quite a night. I'm glad we all made it out here safe and sound, but I got a feeling that we're just at the beginning of something pretty big. I think we need to get as good a handle on this as we can. Now, Micah, we need to hear a little more from you. Now, as far as I know, only a handful of folks know that you're here. One of them might be the mayor. And he may be a son of a bitch, but he ain't stupid. From what Alice tells us, he's been spending a lot of time out there at Omega Geophysical, the same group that come after you last night. That sound right? Yes, Sheriff. So what is the tie-in? Alice mentioned the woman she works for, Lydia Vosberg. She has a deep connection to Mayor Lasseter. You, uh, you say you've been looking for a Lydia, and you think this might be her. I think it might. From what I understand, Lydia has been monitoring the county, looking for a package to arrive. I believe that package must be me. Otherwise, why would the Omega come for me? So you believe this Lydia is possibly one of the group you call the Eight? Yes. Well, look, let's say that is true. For for the reasons you told us before, you and this group of Eight have been sent here to run interference on whatever thing is going on at the Omega. There is one thing I don't quite get. One thing? You've come a long way in a short time, Ridge. That's for damn sure. Yeah, well, Doc, I've been flushed out of the country, boy, by a damn SWAT team since our little talk yesterday. You might say I'm becoming a true believer. Okay, Micah, here's what I don't understand. You all got sent here together. That refinery's been going strong for quite a while. How could this gal running the place be one of the eight? I was unclear until I spoke with Alice earlier. May I tell them? Yes. Alice's parents appear to have been Judah and Naomi, two of the eight. That's incredible. Alice? It's true. They produced Alice 24 years ago. Juno sent us together, but for whatever reason, we have arrived separately. We sat down on May 5, but randomly spread across the years. So the Omega is hot to find you. All of you. The code we carry in our bloodstream... Each of us has just a piece of the puzzle inside of us. The eight must be joined together to complete the coded phrase. This coded phrase will destroy Omega. If Omega doesn't destroy you first. Yes. So the others in your group must be somewhere. If the Omega was so all fired up set on capturing you. It seems likely. So, so my parents might be held prisoner somewhere? They need you all to be in the same place at the same time to crack the code. Seems to me they don't necessarily need you. What what do you mean, Doc? Looks like the only thing they really need is your blood. Yes. Oh, my God. Alice, it's going to be all right. We'll find them. I don't know if I can lose my parents twice in my life. Here, take my hand. So, them's the basics of what we're dealing with here. Seems like we're up against a mighty big wall of something. But for right now, right now we are safe. My suggestion is we get a good night's sleep. Tomorrow we're going to have a lot of figuring out to do. Pete, you and me are going to head out to the courthouse in the morning. Ridge, are you crazy? Lou, we got a job to do. I got to look after the good people to make peace. 
and I can't do that sitting out here on a fishing boat. You with me, Pete? You bet I am. And if that bastard Lassiter is involved in this, and he wants to go toe-to-toe with me, I'm going to give him a good fight that's going to leave a mark. That's for damn sure. And I'd want a front-row seat for that little meet-and-greet. Count me in, Ridge. I'll head into town with you too, Ridge. Now, Ray, I'm going to need you to stay here. Look after Micah and the ladies. Who's going to look after who? All right, all right, Lou. I know you can take care of yourself, but I need you to stay put. One thing them Omega folks know for sure is that the owner of the country boy was harboring a fugitive, and they probably got their eye out for you, too. Let them look. I ain't afraid. I know you are not. Forgive me, Sheriff, but if I remain, won't I be placing everyone in danger? Perhaps I should leave you all and take my chances. If any of the eight are still here, it is vital that I find them. Son, you are the Omega's ace in the hole. As long as we're holding, we have the advantage. It's going to be hard, but we need to keep you from them people as long as we can until we get a hold on the situation. Ridge is right, Micah. He knows what's best. Now, folks, it's nigh on to 2 o'clock in the morning. Suppose we all sack out for the night and get a little rest. We're going to need to be clear-headed and full of vinegar in the morning. Alice, you can stay with me in the big room. Doc, you and Ridge can take the room with the twin beds. We got a sofa and plenty of blankets to make up pallets for the rest of you boys over by the fire. Sounds good, Lou. I'll take a little more of that whiskey with me if you don't mind. Sure thing, Doc. Well, good night, y'all. Good night. Good night. Pete, Micah's, Micah's gone outside. You keep an eye on him, will you? Can't imagine what that boy's going through right now. Will do. And Ridge... Thanks for believing in him. I never took a leap of faith before. It feels like there's too much at stake right now to not believe in something. You have been listening to I-35 Radio Rep's production of The Scorched Earth, written and directed by Bruce R. Coleman. Sound engineering is by Richard Froelich. Music is by Gregory Lush. The I-35 Radio Repertory Company members are Heath Billups, Blake Blair, Bruce R. Coleman, Rick Espelot, Adrian Godinez, Lisa Ann Harum, Lee Jamison, Ariana Movisak, Max Warner, and Dalen Walton. Today's guest... Corey Stoner. The I-35 Radio Rep would like to thank Stage, the Society for Theatrical Artists Guidance and Enhancement, for its generosity and support. Special thanks also to the Texas Radio Theater Company and Cat House Studios. Thanks for listening, and look for I-35 Radio Rep on Facebook and Twitter. Please join us next time for The Scorched Earth, Episode 6, Dreams.
Have you seen the skies and make peace? Have you seen the skies tonight? Something going on here, make peace. Something doesn't seem quite right. I cut the engine, curse the silence. There ain't no one else around. Lights have vanished in the darkness, so I headed into town. Well, have you seen the skies and make peace? Have you seen the skies tonight? Is something going on in make peace? Something doesn't seem quite right. Doesn't seem quite right.